Hey, what's up? This is Recovered AF. Uh, I'm Aaron. And I'm Kyle. And uh, I think before we start, Kyle has to say our disclaimer. Absolutely. Uh, We are in no way affiliated with any 12-step organization. Like we always say, we're just a couple of dudes. And today, uh, an awesome lady that are just going to share some of our experience with with the work and whatever else comes with the conversation. So, thanks. Yeah. Uh, So, like uh, Kyle said, we have a guest today. That's pretty exciting. We were supposed to have one uh, last week. And then she got violently ill, so I was half worried that you might, uh, our guest today, might get violently ill. Just Maybe. recovering from a throat surgery, no right. big deal. That's right, no problem. She's <laughs> yeah. a gamer, right? So, yeah, so today uh, Elaine is with us. What's up? Hey, how are you guys? Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, we were, uh, I didn't know you had throat surgery, so I guess, whoops. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we six like days later. Dead. Recovering quickly, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I kind of got this, like, smoky uh, Kathleen Turner thing going on here, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, we were just talking before the, before we actually press play on this thing about what our podcast is and what it isn't. Uh, we were hoping, uh, with, we kind of talk about this every time we were hoping with this podcast to talk to people that are, uh, experiencing life and not so much just kind of hanging out in the rooms or doing anything like that. And, uh, I know Aaron and I were both really excited. We both went to Cody and listened to you speak and stuff. And I think we were hoping to get your experience with kind of what you do in life today, you know, um, whether we want to start with all the live music you go to or something. I mean, I think that's a cool area to start and then we'll get into some of your story and stuff too, but I'd like to start with some of the stuff you do outside of just the rooms. Yeah. I like to think, you know, I really am living the dream. You know what I mean? It's like this, this dream that I've always wanted to be able to participate in and by being sober, it allows for me to have this life that is beyond you know, I travel a lot um, internationally. I, mm-hmm. I've been to India five times, China, wow. Japan, <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, right. uh, Europe. Uh, but my really, my pure joy is uh, attending live music and festivals and participating in that, promoting a little bit, helping. Mostly, I just love the bands that I love, and I love seeing <laughs> them. And uh, I think this throat surgery is kind of a, a byproduct of that. <laughs> I've been known to scream in a few bands' faces a few. <laughs> almost every day so this is kind of a little wreckage of my past to be honest but yeah it's wonderful and it's all due to the fact that I am sober I'm very clear that everything that is good in my life is a direct byproduct of 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 the life that I've um, been gifted is how I choose to look at it what so you're sort of a a punk rocker, right? That'd be pretty accurate. Yeah, that was definitely my roots. I'm definitely, a punk. I am still a punk rock girl for sure. I just have this. Um, so back when I still had a social media account, I remember being on your page and uh, seeing pictures of you in probably the high school or right out of high school. And um, the pictures of you that I saw, you looked like you were a person that was ready to participate in anarchy at the drop of a hat. Like you weren't somebody that was going to be fucked around with. <laughs> uh, most definitely, you know, and we found we had a little subculture here in my hometown of these, just, you know, I call it the island of misfit toys. There was a <laughs> there was a whole crew of us that, that found punk rock. We found each other and we found destructive substances and uh, it was all a big hot mess, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be honest, it's like a lot of my peer group from that time of my life did not survive. You know what I mean? We were really, really self-destructive young people. And that's kind of part of that culture, to be honest. Um, when you look back at it, that was, you know, let's let's get drunk. Let's party. Let's do drugs. Let's be, you know, all out. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you can only sustain that for so long. Right. Or, or, you know, some people do sustain it for a long time, but they sure don't look good. <laughs> yeah. Oof. You were... Uh- 
you were how old were you when you got sober? You were pretty young still. Um, I actually thirty. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't that young, and it was <laughs> yeah. starting to look rough. You know, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. You were on the downhill slide. At yeah, 30? it was. But I mean, it's like I knew. I mean, I knew as a teenager. I mean, everybody. I mean, my friends like they would like literally look at me and tell me like you're going to be the first one to die. That was like I had a friend say that to me. Wow. And and sadly, he was the first one to die of mm. of a, a drug overdose. But it was just like. Um, yeah, it was really crazy. It was real crazy and, uh, real unhealthy, but at the same time it was, it was right because we were all together. And I don't know, I think that's a real commonality in a lot of us is that we find our peer groups that we can kind of sustain that insanity. Cause we're all like that. This is how we are. Right. You know, and especially for punk rock kids, it was real easy for us to be like that. Cause everybody was running and gunning. Yeah. I always had this thing where, um, I mean, I talk about this quite a bit where like, no matter where I was around, I was always trying to feel a part of and never really experienced that until, and every time, you know, my drinking would get worse, then I'd find a new group of friends to find out, you know. And so that's what I like about the 12-step program is I I feel a part of again. And that hasn't always been the case. Mm-hmm. But with the the fellowship that I'm around now and the people, you know, the people that I interact with regularly, I'm a part of again, which. It's definitely a community and, yeah. and hilarious. I mean, I think, you know, mm-hmm. there, there there are people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people are always like, well, we're going to be boring. I'm like, oh, no, we're still as obnoxious as hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's hardwired into us, honestly. And Absolutely. then you get us together, even, you know, even sober, we're still filthy, filthy minded individuals, <laughs> yeah. you know, and tell the greatest, just hilarious stories. And it's funny that we can all laugh about it now because it, when we are in our cups, we were. You know, we're so ashamed. We're so ashamed mm-hmm. of all that. Now we all like bust up laughing about it. And everybody's like, oh my God, you know, normal people would be so appalled. And we're like, oh my God, that's hilarious, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and so that commonality, and it is, I, I do recognize that within my recovery community that like, I don't like missing out things either. I never liked missing stuff at the bar. Why would I, you know, I don't want to miss stuff with my people. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, so I met you in the, in, in one of the groups down here that you go to, I don't think it's your home group, but you go to it a lot. And, um, it seemed to me like you, you're sponsoring about 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 half of the women down here. Is that pretty? Is that no, pretty? No, no, <laughs> you, I'm not. Like it seems know. like, it's, but it's but it's but it's what you do. I right? it's a it's important oh, it's part huge. of what yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. This is you know I'm a big believer that you got to give it a way to keep it. And like people, like that's a huge part of who I am and I, and how I operate in my world. And I think I, I got like I got four women that I roll with right now, and that's plenty. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to be effective because. You know, I want to meet we- weekly with them. I want to see, I want to look in their faces and, and talk to them and, and be effective to them. I, I think if you start running too many people that you just, you know, I don't know if you can make that um, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, knee-to-knee connection that we need in this thing. Right. Uh, I need to be available. You know what I mean? And I have a, a very active life professionally and, and fun life. And, you know, and I do a lot of things. If I listed everything I did, it's pretty ridiculous. But... Um, so that's just kind of, but I do feel that's really important and obviously meet with my, my, uh, you know, the mothership as I call her, (laughs) you know, I meet with her once a week, eyeball to eyeball. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. what, you know, I was taught to do and, uh, and man, it's worked for a long time. So I'm real grateful for that. Um, well, Aaron and I, uh, you know, when Aaron came back, he was guns ablazing, you know, he was right into the work and stuff Mm -hmm. when, and when I came in, I kind of just kicked it around 12 step rooms for a while and just kind of showed up at a ton of meetings and stuff. Did you get right into the work or did you have some experience not getting into the work 
but still I, I'm being... pretty ferocious to be honest you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean and I'm a real uh, it's funny for being a punk rock girl I'm a real rule follower I've mm -hmm. come to find out <laughs> and so like if somebody suggests something I'm gonna do it you mm -hmm. know especially if I really like am watching what they're up to and I see that they're really being successful right. and they say well this is what I do and then I'm like well that's what I do you know yeah. what I mean that's how I feel so like I'm a journaler I do I do book studies I you know I've been very willing, um, always, and yeah. I continue to be because I, I want to continue to grow and I want to continue to flourish. And I don't think you flourish unless you put pen to paper. You know? Absolutely. And like, yeah. I, you know, you can sit on there, you can ride the edges all you want. And I'm not into riding edges, man, because mm -hmm. you ride an edge, a wave will come up and wash you right off of this mother. And I'm like, I'm not into that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm do what I told, you know, and I'm, I, you know, I'm an educator. And so like, if somebody gives me homework, I do my homework Yeah. and I, and I don't, you know, I mean, I might balk for a day or two, but man, pain is a, is, you know, the touchstone to spiritual growth, but <laughs> yeah. whatever it's, it's a, it's a, a driver of my behavior. I don't like to suffer anymore and I don't like to, and it's usually self-suffering. I'm, I'm causing my own problems at this point. So, Absolutely. um, no, and I, I know some people, you know, I, I, I watch, I'm a watcher. I love people. I love watching people and man, I, I, I can see when, uh, when it's going well and I can see when it's not going well. And I feel like there's recipes for success and, and, uh, and it, I don't know. I just, I just want to keep to grow. I want to be, I want to be the best woman I can be. And, and so I'm going to do what I, what's asked of me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you said you were an educator. Is that something that you started? Like I thought, I thought I remember saying you one time, like that that's something you wanted to do since you were just a wee one. But um, were you pursuing that? Like, were you pursuing anything prior to getting sober, or did that all happen afterwards, or did, was it like a little bit of both? Oh my god, it's hilarious. No, I've always known I was going to be a teacher from like third grade. I knew I was going to be a teacher from third grade on, and then uh, I got pregnant really young. I have a, a son. I had a son as a teen, a teenage mom, and uh, pretty quickly I knew that I needed to go back to school. Um, uh, I've always been real good. Um, I'm, I don't know. I, I play school well, you know, I have a, a pretty hellacious memory is what it is. Um, and so I went back to school and that was, I was still running and gunning then. And it's like, you know, that I graduated with honors from the university <laughs> is a miracle. And, uh, uh, just, you know, it's pretty amazing that I was able to be as successful as I was. Cause I was a train wreck of a woman at that point. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, I got, I got a job, uh, at the place where I still currently teach and, uh, and then I then I got sober three years later, which is so crazy. You know, I'm like, good God. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that I think you know there's some grace involved in this situation that got me to where I am. And you know, that was that's um, 17 years ago. So crazy. With um, getting sober at the job, did people notice a difference? I know, like for me, I I took a leave of absence and came back and regularly I, I hear like, dude, you are not even the same dude you were. Yeah. You know? and that's interesting. Cause I was like, I don't know. I was pretty secretive and a, mm -hmm. kind of a binger on the weekends. Yeah. And so it wasn't like, I don't think it was like, I, don't, I mean, I'd like to think that it wasn't impacting how I was operating on the, on the daily, but I, I'm probably misguided in that assumption. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, some of my coworkers, you know, like after afterwards were like, you know, we'd go out after like certain functions and, and we'd all go drinking. And then I, I didn't do that anymore. And that was a change, but it wasn't, I mean, I think anybody who really knew me knew that it needed to happen and that uh, if they really cared about me, that they wanted that to happen. But again, you know, we're pretty masterful. We'd like to think we're masterful at hiding it, but right. you know, you, you can put on a, a pretty high functioning face sometimes depending <laughs> on what you're into. You know what I mean? And I was definitely that I, I know a lot. We talk a lot about like the double life. I was leading a double life for sure. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so when, when I saw you, or he was saying that we saw you up here this fall, 
um, talking at one of our events and, uh, that weekend that I saw you, it was on a, I saw you on Saturday night, but like Friday night you were at a show, right? Which is about like, I don't know, seven days a week for you, but, but, but you were at a show and then the next day you were down South and you were supporting your students at something they were doing at the Capitol. And then you made like the nine hour drive up to where we were at to get there late Saturday to speak at a thing Sunday morning. And then you had to turn around and drive your ass all the way back here. And I was just amazed at how much energy you have, but like, that's you. That's one of the things that absolutely amazes me about you is like, and the, the thing you used to post a lot about a life, not being a dress rehearsal, but mm. like, that's just not you talking. Like one of the reasons why we wanted to come down and get you is because you live that life. Like when I see you, you're going shit, you're doing it. Like you're soaking in as much life as you can on like all the time. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, you know, when, when we're in our cups, we're just like we're stagnating. We're just, you know, it's just so gross. It's like this weird cocoon of doom that we're like self-imposing. And, and then like when you get that taste of freedom and this really wonderful, I mean, this life, I always say that life is not a dress rehearsal and I believe it. And it's like, now I have to like, I have to show people like, and, and just not, and show myself too. It's just like, I get so excited. The music that I go see, like literally feeds me. That is the juice that runs through these veins. And people are like, well, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, no, this is how I do it. But I also am very clear. The foundation of all of this is, is my sobriety. And like, if I'm not sober, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then it, you know, there's also a promise that if we, we're not going to tire so easily and we'll be more efficient. I'm fucking efficient, man. I get, <laughs> I get some stuff done, but I also know how to take care of myself. Like prior to your guys' arrival, I set my little alarm and I napped for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and now I feel awesome and I'm ready to rumble and I got a show to go to tonight. And I went to two last night and I went to two the night before and I'm not, I am not playing, you know, I'm not playing. And it's like. I don't know. I, you know, there's a, uh, I listen to a lot of music and one of our singers talks about, you know, the idea that, you know, that this life is, it, you know, it's not going to pass this way again and, and we've got to live it and we've got to be a part of it. And, um, and I just got to do the best I can in those moments, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's what I really focus on is just like these really wonderful, joyous moments that we get to experience. Have you, um, did you, like, I know a common misconception with people is like early sobriety, avoiding, doing shit and like for me um i avoided doing a lot of stuff out of fear because i hadn't done the work so i didn't have much faith in being able to go out and live life and i was terrified and eventually I, you know i overcame that as a result of doing the work but were you immediately still going to shows and stuff or no you, you know and that was a real conscious decision it took about about six months and okay. it took a, you know the guidance of my spiritual mentor at the time to be like get me to a point where I was comfortable because it was scary. You know what I mean? Because right. it was so much a part of our identity and who we are, you know, when we're using. And and what I, I didn't realize is, like, how much more fun I have when I'm not hammered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing. I remember stuff, and I'm not embarrassing myself. And But, you know, I have a real um, conscious memory of the first show that I went back to. Um, uh, I went with a friend who is also rolling rolling this deal. And, uh, and actually, I don't know that he, we met there, and I don't know that he knew. I, I think he knew. He, we're real good friends. And he stood by me the whole night. Like, he stood next to me. And it was like his presence helped me so much that night. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that happened that night is I saw my son's father, and, and he was a real active drug alcohol man. And, uh, and he came up to me, and I, I got to be kind to him, which I hadn't been for years. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't say anything about what was going on in my life. And uh, um, that was the last night I saw him alive. He died, he died of a drug overdose three, three weeks later. Wow. And it was just like um, – it, you know, it's just like, I think that that's one of these like stories, like when people talk about like whatever you believe, like, 
that for me was the, that's grace, you know, that I didn't say something terrible to that man on that last night that I saw him alive. Mm. That was rare, dude. Most for the last like <laughs> 10 years, I had been ripping him a new one every time I saw him. And then all of a sudden I have these principles that I'm operating from. And I don't know, there's just these little weird, I don't, you know what I mean? I, I choose to see that as, as not a coincidence, you know, something right. happened there, but that was like the first concert I went back to was that night. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, you know, I'm still real careful about like just gut checking it. Where am I at spiritually? Am I good to go to this situation? What am I expecting to get out of it? You know, is it, I've been to some, uh, certain, there's certain bands in the scene that I run in that are, it, they're drinking crowds. It's, mm -hmm. it's drinking. I mean, that's what the deal is. And I have to be like, I have to know that that's going to, or I, I mean, it's, it's real obvious when you get there, you're like, holy Hannah, this is, we're drinking. These people <laughs> yeah. are drinking tonight. You know, as we're sitting here, I'm looking at, there's a cup, like a bourbon cup right <laughs> yeah. on the table right there. That's hilarious from one of our favorite venues. You know what I mean? But it's just like, you just have to be aware of it. And then I don't, I'm real big believer in take your own car. Mm -hmm. And and if you got to go get out, if you're not feeling comfortable or if it's getting too weird and usually you know what it's like at two in the morning at a bar, everybody's like sharking around looking for their next victim. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, dude, I am not it. Get away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I see you coming, Chump Tone. Right. Move, move along, son. That's yeah. that's one of the things I think that uh, that I've noticed is like so. Yeah, it's March Madness, and so yesterday I, I had the day off and was uh, at the bar with some old buddies watching basketball all day. And it's a good time and it's fun, and I get to go be a part of that, and I get to hang out with those people still. But then there there comes a time when like that that something starts to turn, and we're not relating anymore. And they've hit another level and you know, a lot of them drank like I drank and you know, and then they start getting to other, you know, then the coke comes out and right. And the, yeah. there's that point in the night where I'm like, this was cool. And this was cool for several hours, but now we're not really connecting anymore and we're not really on the same level anymore. And it's probably time for me just to, you know, head yeah. to and house. they don't even notice, you know what I mean? They don't even care. You know, everybody's so self-centered. Everybody's like early. You're like, Oh, they might notice that I'm not. I'm like, you know, just buy your own diet soda or whatever, you know, keep your hands full. Cause we we're always nervous. You know, we used to be able to smoke in bars and stuff, <laughs> but now we don't, but you know, don't nobody, everybody's so self-conscious anyways. They're all so wrapped into their own lives. They do not care what you're doing. You know, that's our, that's our misconception early on is we think that people are going to notice. And I really don't think people give a, give a rat's ass what we're up to. Yeah. Most people I've been around are actually thrilled that I'm not drinking. Yeah. You know, you know it was I'm so funny. I, you know, chaos. I told this story the other day to a group of friends. I, I went to a show the other night and, uh, man, this girl spilt a beer all down my back on my cute little spring dress and down into my cowboy boots. And I turned around <laughs> and I looked at her and she just had this real, like, you know, her eyes were like kind of cockeyed. And I was like, I was like, you know, you know what you say in it here is you say, I'm sorry for spilling beer on you. And she had no idea, you know, and I was just like, it's, you know, I, I'm real cognizant. It's funny because I see really drunk people, like I can spot them a mile away because I, I, you know, one time I said that to my friend, I was like, God, they're so annoying. Drunks are really unpredictable. Mm. And, uh, and my friend's like, yeah, that's how we always felt about you. You know, you were <laughs> yeah, the one, you were exactly. the one that we're all like, uh Oh yeah, something's going to go on over here. You know, that was always the baffling part for me was like, why is it that every time I'm drinking with my buddies, I'm the one that loses control yeah. and I'm the one that runs into problems. I'm the one that gets arrested. I'm the one that has struggles. Well, and I expected everybody to handle me. And I've talked right. about that very openly. Like my peer group, like your job is to take care of me, you know, to, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lose my glasses or my cigarettes or sleep with ugly people or whatever, you know? And like, everybody's <laughs> like, you know, you're 27 years old, sister. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's not really our job. Yeah. And then I'd be pissed if you didn't handle me the way I thought you should. And mm -hmm. it's just like, it, we're just so ridiculous. We're like, uh, you know, drunks are, and, and addicts are just like so immature, you know, and we yeah. just expect everybody to take care of us. And, and the world gets real sick of that real quick. Absolutely. Uh, so you talked about that, that night, that first night that you were, that first show that you went to back when you were sober and 
and seeing your uh, dad son at the show. And I've heard that story before. Um, like before that though, is when you had your little moment of clarity when you were like, and I don't know, I, I enjoy that story and I enjoy about how open you are with it. Could you maybe talk about the, that, that moment, you know, that why that day and when that day when you were like, I got to do something, this isn't going to work for me. Something different. Yeah. You know, and I'll be honest with you. I knew I was in trouble for a long time. You know, I mean, even as a teenager, I knew that something was wrong and, uh, you know, I just didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know there was a name for it. I didn't understand that there was um, other people that, you know, I just didn't know that everybody, that this is as widespread as it was. Um, we went on a, a, a trip up to, to Steamboat, Colorado, and uh, I, I always tell the story that I loved, you know, I loved getting drunk in places that wasn't my hometown because then you could really throw it down. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, you, yeah. none of you know me, so let's do this. And, <laughs> and sure enough, you know, that happened up there, and I, uh, you know, I uh, was I was swing dancing. The last thing I remember was swing dancing, and I fell into a pool table, and I hit the ground, and then I looked up, and like I always talk about this, it's like the aperture of my mind closed because I'd black out. I was like, <laughs> You know, and off I went. I woke up. I had slept with somebody unsavory. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what this person's name is. But uh, but I was so mortified. I was just like so mortified. And I walked back to where my son and my, my friends were. And uh, you know, I crawled up. It was August, and I was I was laying in that attic to that house. And I was I could feel I could smell the booze coming out of my pores. And I was just like, I had this moment of clarity that uh, and it's it was as clear as a bell was that 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 person that man could have slit my throat and dumped my body and my son would have never known what happened to me mm. and and I think that happens a lot I think that happens a lot in this world and and it was scary and it was terrifying and it wasn't the first time and I don't know why it I don't know you know I don't know what that is you know and people can talk about what they believe it is I I believe it I choose to call it like a yeah, it is a moment of clarity and and it was with the impetus for me to seek out a different way of living and I knew I had some friends who were doing a deal differently and and when the time came and it was still another two weeks after that before I reached out and said okay I'm ready to I'm, I, I went to another show actually I went to one of my favorite bands and I I went there with the intention of not drinking I'm like I'm not gonna drink tonight I'm not gonna drink tonight that and I, I got there and I had a shot and a beer and I'm like damn it <laughs> damn it you know because what do you do and uh and I knew then I needed I needed some help and that's that's what led me to the deal is like okay you need to change and I you need you need there's people out there who can help you right did and, did you have any experience like previous like aaron i know had some experience i had no idea what anything about a 12-step program didn't know anything nothing about it not all. a day yeah. you know i didn't i don't remember seeing it in movies or anything right. i know people always like well i saw it in a movie and i'm like i tried to check into a rehab once when i was 17 mm -hmm. um I had had a bad night. I attacked my uh, roommate's stereo with an axe handle. <laughs> yeah, real cute, real cute. <laughs> precious, precious young lady. And I went there, and I my, my parents were out of town, and I called, and they're like, we don't have any money. Get out of there, you know? <laughs> uh, and we didn't. And, I, you know, there's this weird little memory as I was walking out of that facility. It was here in town. I, there, the, um, the 12 steps and 12 traditions were on the wall as mm -hmm. I walked away, and I, I didn't read them. I just remember the posters. But uh, I had no idea. I had no idea that there was anything. I I really was clueless. Yeah. And I and I think there's a lot of misconceptions, you know, not and just like in the professional world and in and in the medical world as well about what is going on. And and I you know that's I think you know I don't know that's our part. We have to go out and kind of be spokespeople for at least with our own doctors, our own medical. Like I, you know, I'm real open with my, like my practitioners who helped me this week with the surgery. I was like, here's the deal. You're not putting me on anything that is, could jeopardize this life that I live. And, right. and so that's my part is to be real, um, as on, open and honest as I can, you know, with the people who are around me mm -hmm. and, and let people know as, as well, you know, but it's a still there, you know, you say, 
you know, you say, well, you are what you are. And people are like, oh, my God. You know, and I'm right. like, no, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of because it's dark and it, it's affected so many people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what I'm really coming to understand. The longer I stay sober is like how it's permeated this world, our world. The, the, the American life mm-hmm. is just sodden with drugs and alcohol. And it's uh, it's pervasive. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, I. um. Do you do any outreach stuff like that? I know we've talked about it other than just like being a, a living example. I know like um, I've spoken yeah. obviously, and then I there's like uh, you know obviously built into our organizations are different like you know ways to reach out into public information mm-hmm. and and then reaching a contact with the public community and and I've done some of that you know um, I've had sponsors though that I was going to go speak at a medical facility and uh, she warned me about that because of my professional capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're still in a small town even though it's not a small town. But she was real worried about that because of how people view, you know, and, and it's interesting because we are walking a fine line, you know, and I, I don't want to jeopardize. But, you know, I, I, I have to be honest, like I was a real public drunk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's like I, I like to think, that, you know, that I could be an example um, as a sober woman, but I get it, too. It's a it's a real confused. People are real confused about what, what's going on with us. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um. <clears throat> I had a question I was going to ask you, and I don't remember what it was. Uh, do your students do they do they do the, do the do the people you educate? Does it come like? Does it come up? Does it come up in passing? Do you just not talk about it? Because I mean, it's one of those things where we don't really want to make a big deal, or at least I don't really want to make a big deal of it. But if it comes up, then I don't really want to deny. I mean, so how does that work? My content is such that I do talk a lot about it because I teach psychology. So oh. there's a you know it's a, yeah. it's a tailor made for this abnormal psychology. Well, maybe, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. You know, it falls in. <laughs> just show a slideshow of your life. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> and I'm real clear. You know, it's like I don't ever really disclose to all of them. You know what I mean? But like, there's times where you a kid just by the nature of what i teach they'll come and talk to you and all of a sudden you're like oh this is a this is a 12 step comedy (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean and i've uh, definitely guided people to like definitely like some of the family groups and tried to like uh and you know there's counselors in our building and and once it becomes apparent i know what i'm dealing with i will definitely kind of guide them into you know i'm i'm very experienced at navigating Mm. the all the help resources that are available to young people and i think that's really upon us as as uh, as as responsible members of our of our groups to be aware of that and be like okay because you're going to be dealing with families and sometimes right. we can't help the the still suffering but we can give their family some hope and it's real clear in our literature about that too is like here I'm going to take you to this situation we're going to let you this group take care of you you know so I think that's just incumbent upon us but yeah in in like classes I don't you know I don't disclose you know I bet you like if anybody's parents are in, in recovery they're like wait a minute this lady <laughs> talks like my mom you know and I'm like oh, you know, yeah, that, you know, did awesome. I say higher power? They're like, what? You know, <laughs> but the nature, I talk a lot about spirituality as well, which is a blessing, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's fun, you know, and young people are just amazing, you know, but they're suffering too. Let's mm-hmm. everybody is, this thing is, uh, you know, it affects the lives, you know, warped lives of blameless children is one of the roughest lines that we read. And it's, it's hell, you know, it's hell on a family. It's yeah. hell on a family. So. I don't know. Yeah, there's times, you know, it's just, it's, but I, every once in a while I'll see one of them coming and, you know, about 10 years later they'll come walking in and I'm like, oh, hey. Like, I knew it. <laughs> Imagine this, yeah. you know, I've been waiting for you. Yeah, you know? pegged, buddy. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's cool. It is cool when they get there. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest, one of the hardest things to navigate for me is going in my professional setting because 
everyone knows like, oh yeah, Kyle disappeared for a month and now mm-hmm. he doesn't drink anymore. Yeah. And like, and you know, I, if someone's struggling, generally I get the referral to go talk to him at work. Mm-hmm. And then I think the hardest thing to do is know, I mean, How and our literature is clear, but it's like, what's my role here? And I, I mean, what I try to do is, you know, just tap into that power and get some guidance, right. but it's like, what's my role? Usually I, I'll end up referring them to like Aaron or something mm-hmm. and just saying like, if you're interested, I know some people, this is what I can do and Absolutely. try to, but it's kind of, I mean, it's just tough. Cause every, I mean, it's just not something I would have ever thought that I'm going to be the guy that people are going I to. Know, like, right? hey, like, I'm having a hard the, time you're drinking. The, you're the new. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, I'm not. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, like, no. oh no. Yeah. No, so. It's just like, you know, I, I kind of picture us as agents, you know, where our yeah. job is to like, you know, walk somebody into, into a different way of living and, and to live it. I mean, that's the key is like watching people watch us, right. You know, especially if they knew us beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, and then, cause there's like something I, almost like perverse where I don't, I'm just going to say, I, I think there's something about Americans where we love a redemption story, but we love it when people fuck up. We're like, mm-hmm, yeah. yep, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. You know? Yeah. So I don't want to be that example either. So then right. that makes me be on my game and really be like a living emblem. Like I try to live this thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm Lily white and I, you know, if you'd have heard me on the phone with, with one of the uh, cable providers earlier, you wouldn't have thought I was too spiritual because <laughs> I was about to rip somebody's face off. But, you know, it's just like I'm trying, I'm trying the best to be the best person I can be on the daily. And that's the trick. Absolutely. Oof. Was that was that person that you reached out to? Was that the same one that went to that you saw at the show that was sort of keeping an eye on you? Like, because you said you had some friends, right? They like friends that, that yeah. drink like you drink and drug like you drink yeah. probably end up in. Well, the and places those, where the they two that up, really uh, that first helped me, neither of them are sober anymore. Oh, really? And I still run into them. One of them's homeless currently, and one of them is just just killing himself with booze. And but they they were living a different life, and that's kind of this part of this deal is like not everybody gets to stick, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. or wants to stick, and you know. But the guy who I stood next to me in that concert is still living this life, yeah. and I love him dearly, yeah, you know, awesome. and uh, still a good friend of mine, you know. And I could I, I could pick up that phone today, and I know that he would be here for me if I needed him, you mm-hmm. know. That's a there's like these friendships that you know. It's funny because I'm such a townie. I was born in you know I was born here and raised here, and I always thought that this was just gonna kind of I'd stop in and check on these weirdos, and they'd kind of give me some hope, and then I'd ditch them but what i've come to find out is like the the people that i've met here um that's my peer group Mm -hmm. like and there's you know i love it there's there's within all of our communities like even at the festivals i go to like i get to host meetings at some of the bigger festivals that i go to um you know that's a huge part is was given back but there's there's we're there you know and for us to to connect you know when you're at a, a festival that is is solely about music and drinking you know yeah. it's like yeah. and you can look across the crowd and make that contact with that you know sober person you're like Phew, yeah we're in this we're gonna be okay right. <laughs> you know how, how does that work like how do they know where to find you like like if you know somebody was roll up to a festival because i've heard of um what is it? What is it with the at the dead shows with the yellow balloons? Is that sort of the same? Yeah, and How do you, there was a. It's a private group that was started. The okay. big festival that I go to, he the the proprietor of the festival put up a little thing saying, "Hey, I'd like to, somebody to host meetings at the site because it's an on site um, uh, festival, camping festival." And a couple of years ago, I, I responded, and then uh, the last couple of years, we've been able to set. A, we have a meeting time, and we sit and have That's our so meeting. Awesome. And it's so cool. Yeah, it's wonderful. Cool. And then those people have now become my friends. Like mm-hmm. now, I've got like sober, you know, music friends that we reach out to each other, and those have become peer groups. You know, it's 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 a great service, and it feels so good. You know, I have to go get there early to at the at the festival, but to sit there and be there, especially if it's like somebody who's super new when they show up and. And, you know, you're like, oh, man, we got this. We're yeah. going to be all right. You That's know? awesome. 
Yeah, I went to a show the first time. So, like I said, the first time I tried to get sober, I was 20, and I was not doing any steps, and I was just going to meetings. And I went to a show at Red Rocks on the 4th of July, and it was not fun. It was terrible. All I wanted to do was get hammered. Some guy in front of me dropped down a big bag of mushrooms, and I was just like, it was just, it was not a fun night, you know? But then I got to go to a show, see one of my, you know, favorite band at Red Rocks uh, a year ago, and in a whole completely different state, in a state of being recovered, and it was absolutely amazing. Oh my God. It it makes the music so much better for me. Like, that is my high. Like, there'll be times when I'm dancing, and I've I've said this very a lot, is like, I'll be dancing and singing, and I like, you know, whether, you know, if you want to talk about neurochemically, it's it's hitting my dopamine systems, whatever you want to talk about, my nucleus accumbens or whatever. (laughs) But I, I know, I'm like, I am high right now like I am like experiencing this and having this wonderful joy like this it's like but it's not hurting anybody and I'm not hurting myself and I'm you know I'm I'm, you know I've had a you know my son says to me like mom you're addicted to shows I'm like hell yes I am you know Mm -hmm." you know that's how I roll Mm -hmm. when I go I, I go big but it's like I have such wonderful peak experiences at these concerts with these bands that I'm like it's I, I'm very clear that it's it it's been my part of my sufficient substitute is this right. this music life that I've um, cultivated around me and it feels so good it's well. uh, and I I remember everything and I just like yeah, it's you wake so up cool and feel good still. yeah and I'm yeah. not you know yeah. you know and sleeping with the band <laughs> <laughs> unless I choose to thank you <laughs> yeah. you know it's so funny it's a different life yeah. it really is. You know, do, do all the bands know? Does every you know local band? Do they all know you then pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty notorious. Yeah, yeah even <laughs> not, I think nationally, you know, <laughs> and internationally, you know, I, mean, I took I took the show internationally last year, and, I, and my mom and I are going to go back to two festivals uh, in Europe this summer, and like. Wow. Yeah, but it's like I'm very clear. If I wasn't sober, then none of that would be yeah. possible. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, and we talk about that very openly within our community of musicians. Is like, and so people in that community know that how we roll too. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, just today on, on on one of the social media sites, somebody would had posted these like, "This is my first show playing sober. How do you guys do it?" And you know, I was right there. I was saying, "Here's what this looks like," and you know, fake it. Nobody notices anyways, you know, and and he's funny, dude. The kid is funny. I'm like, you're going to be fine, you know, but like, he's like, he said he had 520 days and I, I, you know, I got 6,000. I looked it up. I have 6,428 days, you know? So I was like, you know, you could do this, you know? So I'm very encouraging and open about that in, in, in that world. And so people know that too, I think. Yeah. Is uh, all of your international travel for shows and stuff? Mostly, yeah. yeah. I also take students. I've been to India yeah. five times. I, okay. I haul kids, yeah, that's which cool. is nuts. Yeah. Yeah, but that's wonderful, you know. it's And again, yet another byproduct of, like, having your wits about you. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't do that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, it's you're trusted like, with oh kids overseas. Yeah. In, in, in India. In, in, in yeah. India. <laughs> yeah. And these are kids who've never left the States, right. you know what I mean? It's not like going to... You know, Canada, you know, (laughs) you know, which I love, you know, I love my Canadians, but, um, you know, it's an intense country and you need to be on your game. Mm -hmm. And that's what you know, that's a huge part of the the life we live is an awareness. Like you, I'm really, and you know, sometimes it's an over awareness. We overthink things a lot too, but it's just like, you know, I have that now and I, I'm capable and, and people can trust me and I can trust myself. So the one other thing I was going to, your, your cat. It seems like, uh, again, on the social media, 
fucks up your um, 11 step practice a lot or is he I want to ha- say he, fucks it up and makes no. himself a part of it yeah he's is that right? no I'm, I'm she who meditates with cats for <laughs> sure dude. yeah he's really a huge part of it because he's uh he actually holds me down you know what I mean I'm a I'm a get up and go girl and but I have to like and and so you know if you when you go to the bathroom here in a little bit there's like there's meditation books all up in there and, and oftentimes you know I'll read a, a selection out to him of all sorts of you know various all the you know I think mm-hmm. all the belief systems it's about love right. is my my, my belief that's the universality of all the the spiritual programs and life and religiousness you know but he's a huge part of just like you know sitting me down in the morning and just being like you need to calm down for a good three to five and just <laughs> let me pet me let's talk let's move on you know and i'm not very good at my night practice i'll be honest just because I, I i i burn so hot during the day like literally you can count me down like when I go to sleep, it's like five, four, three, two, one. People who like are like, oh, I, I stress about stuff in the night. I'm like, not a problem here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out like the gout, you know, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, but it's funny, you know, there's, there's commonalities that we hear about that. But yeah, there's, I mean, it's a huge part of, of who I am. And just, you know, you can look out this window right now, you know, looking out into nature and experiencing that, watching the sunrise in the morning. And, you know, my mom moved in with me recently and having that morning meditation with her, we kind of drink coffee and just kind of face the day. And, you know, it's an extended prayer. I think our life is an extended prayer. And mm-hmm. I, I pray all the time, like all the time. Yeah. A lot in the bathroom, you know, at the school. <laughs> serenity <laughs> yeah. prayer, serenity prayer, yeah. you know, please help me. Don't yeah. let me, you know, but, you know, that keeps you calm. Did you have any sort of uh, notion of a power greater than yourself before you came to 12-step stuff? I was raised in a religious yeah. environment. You know, I went to church as a kid in mm-hmm. Sunday school and was baptized. And, and you know... I struggled with that because uh, um, I'll just be. I, I did the math, and my my, my parents <laughs> were not married before I was conceived, <laughs> so I always yeah. thought I was like, "Oh, great! I'm an original sin. I'm, I'm screwed from the beginning on this situation." But you know, I mean, I definitely connected to some of that. Although the, some of the preachers I was raised around were real, real like fire and brimstone thing, and mm-hmm. I don't really like. That's a little terrifying to me, but but uh, you know, I I just I I don't really struggle with that. I mean, yep. it's real easy. I don't know if you saw the full moon the other night. You know, the mm-hmm. s- super warm moon or whatever it, it was, was called. So bright, it yeah. was awesome. It was and huge, it's like you know, yeah. and I'll tell my girls, I'll be like, you know, I will not fight about God with you. I'm like, did you hang the fucking moon? Then shut the fuck up. You <laughs> know, and, and that's all I do is like, you know. But then I do I do have lots of weird things to get down with spirituality. Mm-hmm. I mean, you fasting and dancing and singing sweating and having yeah. a, you know i mean it's you do it you know yeah yeah i've done a couple of sweat lodges mm-hmm. and gone to some float tanks and done some stuff just to try to get more yeah. you know just experience stuff. always you know because i came with no idea of it's as religion you seek or, you exactly have to seek. that's you know the what thing. i mean it's yep. not just i don't know but some people have a real comfortable you know it's I don't know. That's what's so wonderful, I think, about the way that we operate is like I've been told all you have to do is kind of roll over the bar on the floor and you can have some experience. Mm-hmm. But I like I choose to see like spirituality everywhere. Like, you know, my mom's got these squirrels. She runs about three head of squirrel out here every night. You know, well, they're here and they're they're non peanut butter covered non. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's a spiritual experience is communicating with those critters. And, you know, it's just. It's how you choose to. Oh, I'm I'm not smart enough to to be honest. Like some people are almost too smart to get spirituality. Yeah. They think they know something. I'm a dumbass. Mm. I am a garden <laughs> yeah. variety, just dumbass yeah. spiritually. And uh, and I'll but I'll do it at people again. I take suggestions pretty readily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that the, you you talked about that before. I said that that you see um spirituality and everything. And I was it's always still floors me a little bit because I'm like, are we, we're sitting in the same room 
with the same fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> and Elaine's seeing spirituality and all of this, and I'm like, these fucking idiots. Yeah, <laughs> boring, <laughs> shut up. You, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. you mean these people oh. that are doing it wrong? Yeah. Those same people? Yeah. You're seeing spirituality? Yeah, right? People? Judgy yeah. McJudgerton over there, you know? But, you know, you've helped me. You know, I heard you say something in, one time when we were in a group, and, and uh, it, it, you know, it was a real innocuous tale that you told about having to make an amends for a bar fight, and, uh, man, it, uh, it came back to haunt me because there was a memory of a bar fight that I had been involved in, you know, just beat some girl's ass, just random, just a total random beating. And, uh, it was, I was like, shit, I have to do something about that, you know, and had to take that to my spiritual mentor and, and come up with a way of creatively like making amends for that. And that was all just from one something one person said, and it, it altered how I was operating. So that's what I have to be aware of. And that's why I journal. I take notes in, in, in the groups because, uh, I, out of the mouths of these people come these like big, they're big signs that they're like signposts to me to, to guide my, my thoughts and my behavior. And that's how I choose to look at it. So people are always like, what are you writing? Well, I always do gratitude lists. I'm a big, like I do 12 gratitudes every day, you know? And, uh, and then I, when somebody will say something and it's like a real, um, it's like a flashing sign that I'm like, oh, that's, I need to look at that. There's mm-hmm. something I've heard there that needs to like be addressed in me. And then when I sit down with my spiritual mentor every week, we go through my journal and we talk about those things. Yeah. So. That journaling thing, because I, I watched you do that, we were, Elena and I were in a small group of folks and we studied the 10 step and the 11 step together. And one of the members of that was sort of a, I don't know, a senior member of the, you know, and he was just, he held a lot of men and, he, and, and women and he was super valuable. And um, when, when we did that thing, Elaine was journaling nonstop, right? Always writing stuff down. And then uh, he ended up getting sick and getting cancer. And, and that last, uh, that last night that he was around, we all went up to the meeting and we all did the 11 step with him. And uh, yeah. And Elaine was able to read back some of the things that he had talked about and some of the things that we had talked about at that meeting. And it was just like, it was good that you had that. It was, uh, you know, it just took us right back to that thing and who he was. You know, and, and we went we went to that night and I have tears in my eyes as we're talking about this because I got to do that. And then I have notes from that night as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can look back on that moment and just be like so grateful because we all gathered around. We'd been at a, at a meeting and we gathered around him and, and, you know, he was, he was not conscious with us. I mean, it's, you know, and, uh, and we had this wonderful, there was camaraderie and love in the room. And, and one of his sponsees said, you know, it's time to, it's time to read this. And he read something out and, and we all said a prayer and we left. And, and about half an hour later that man passed wow. and it was like, his family said, you know, he waited for y'all to come. He waited for y'all to come that night. And it was like, and I have notes from that. I have, I have that written down that entire night I have because I'm a historian that's my training I'm a historian by trade and so I have these little like uh, mementos and I mean I don't don't ask me to find them mind you because I'm not a catalog <laughs> my poor son's gonna go through all these notebooks and be like did you really write just don't drink today 500 times <laughs> yeah. but it's just like I have those little mementos and I'm like and and there are people that you know around here we've got people with you know a uh, member that I saw today took a, a took a 49 year chip you know what I mean and like she's pretty unoriginal. She's pretty, you know, just don't drink liquor. She says in her little Southern accent, but you know, I, I probably have that written in my journals 500 times, but you know, I, uh, I hear that and I, I want what they have, you know, she got sober the year that I got born, you know, and, and that's, that speaks volumes to me that she's there. She was this morning, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's just like, uh, I, I need to, I, it's like, I need to be reminded of it. That's why I continue to continue, you know, show up this thing. You know, a lot of people, they get good. Life gets good. Yeah. You get full, you know, all of a sudden you have like dates and families and jobs and, <laughs> And then it gets real easy to walk away, and that is not what I'm about. Yeah. And if you know me, I'm like, I'm a freak about it. I'm like, we have to be here. We have to be here to pass it on to the people mm-hmm. because somebody was here for us, and I get real crazy about that. Like, if you just show up to collect a chip, I'm not too impressed with what you're rolling. Yeah. 
I, I would agree. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I'm yeah. not going to say nothing to you, but well, talk about yeah. Judgy McJudgy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's daggers over Randy Lane's corner. You know? Funny. Uh, that's pretty. That's funny that you should say that, though. I'm. Uh, I, I make my home group every week, right? I never miss my home group. But outside of that, sometimes it's hard for me to get to another meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this guy that I was sponsoring, and I was going to hit him up for a Friday. I was going to hit him up for a Friday meeting, but then I hadn't been to that meeting in quite some time, and it happened to be my birthday week. And oh. I was like. We better just pass, man. <laughs> you know. I can't be this guy. You gotta be the dude. You gotta show up. I can't, I can't be show up just for the birthday no, week, guy. Uh, yeah, no. I was waiting for you to just make the rounds, yeah. dude. Every, yeah, meeting, gotta, every meeting in town you on birthday celebrate. week. It's, you know what I mean? You gotta show that it works. Yeah. And, you know, it's not about us. It's about saying thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, you yeah. know? It's humility, which I'm not very good at. You know, I've got to, <laughs> yeah. this ego needs a check-in, you know? But I don't know. It's a, you know, I, I'm very active. I'm still very active, and it's to my benefit and to the benefit of everybody around me. I can feel if I don't, I get wiggy. You yep. know what I mean? My brain starts to get, I start really just making questionable decisions. <laughs> well, I start saying creepy stuff too. You know, I'll find my little mouth gets all sassy. I'm like, Oh, hey. <laughs> you know, and you'll see people like, especially working with young people. Like sometimes you want to control people with your attitude and with your like dominance. You know, you try to, we're like dogs. Sometimes we're big, dumb animals. And I'll, I'll say something kind of sassy to a kid and you'll see, see him wilt underneath your, your words. And that's not okay. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. I don't, I don't, I'm not into, shame or trying to make you feel bad and mm-hmm. if i catch myself doing that then there's something wrong with me yeah but like then that sort of lead me to my next questions you set it up perfectly but then you know when we did that thing we also talked about the 10th step and that group but then i heard you talk about this and what you do then after that and applying the 10th step once you see you've hurt hurt said something that hurt that kid oh yeah i'll make an amends in front of a whole yeah. classroom you know what i mean and that that freaks them out you know <laughs> that gives like you know, I'm sorry that I said that. That was really inappropriate of me. It, you know, and to do that in front of a group of young people, hey, there, here he is. Yeah. That's that's the cat. He had to get in on the podcast. He's like, you know, he's gonna <laughs> sleep. He wants to be a part of that computer, is what he wants. But <laughs> he, uh, but to do that in front of young people is a real like. That's like you're showing that you're not always like super out people. <laughs> we had a bit of a technical difficulty. <laughs> the, <laughs> a cat, the cat, the cat jumped right on the computer. So he oh, didn't, he didn't have much room to get in there no, either. He's a like, he went no, right see? between yeah. us. Well, yeah. he's trying to meditate with us. He's like, I think you guys are talking. You know, he's yeah. like, he likes to be the. Whenever people are doing the work over here, he'll come and try to be like a support animal. He's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Alan on cat or something. I thought he just needed to be the center of attention. Yeah, Maybe yeah, he was typical selfish cat. Yeah, there he is. Maybe, Maybe he's, he's got an issue. He's unsurrendered. And <laughs> yeah. He still needs that. Uh, but so but no, it's like you just have to do this on a daily basis. And how do you live it? And how do you operate from it? And like, you know, you don't have to say what you're doing, but it speaks volumes as an adult to be able to humi- like humble yourself. It's not humiliation. It's humbling yourself mm-hmm. to like show that you did something improper and then to make it right in front of a group of young people. It always weirds them out. And like, I'll say something to a kid and like the next day, I mean, I'll, I'll feel it like all night long. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe I said that. Or, I did that and I'll go back to them the next day and they'll be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, Oh, you didn't think about it all night. <laughs> Cause I did. Cause I did, you know, and uh, it's just interesting. So I don't know, but in any process, just like even, even when I was hot with the people on the com, or in the, sorry, the, the corporate hell <laughs> cable provider, yeah. by the end of the conversation, I got to be kind to that man for helping me get my needs met. And, and I was surly to begin with, but I, you know, it's like we, we can turn it around in the course of a, of a short time. You don't have to, continue to operate like a tool bag yeah and freedom comes from that too you know being able to clean that shit up immediately yeah. i had to do a 10 step last week and then go make an amends to a guy that works for me right afterwards and i was like oh man it it just felt good to be able to 
catch it in the moment. Yeah. And, you know, the old me would have been too prideful to go back or not even been aware of that my you behavior. hurt somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And just I think I was very day. ignorant to a lot of that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And so that's that awareness I was talking about is yeah. it's beautiful to have an awareness of what you're doing. Yeah. And I get that. I think people get that the more we do this thing, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm like, oh yeah, I've done 11 step for the last few weeks, so I'm good. You yeah, know, and right? it's like, oh no, the awareness comes as I continue to do this stuff. So. And it's funny because like, you know, with my son, he'll, he'll use the language that we use, you know, like how can I make this right? Stuff like that. So, oh. I mean, even though he's not living this way of life, he's been raised in this way of life. And yeah. so like people start to mirror that back at us. <laughs> and so, I mean, you, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's hopeful. I hope that people can see that I've changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, I have to live it. I'm, I may be the only example of this, of this situation that people see. So how am I walk, walking through my world? And I'm very like, that's a, something I'm really cognizant of. Yeah. Are you looking at me first to say uh, something? No, I, I, <laughs> I, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I was talking with my wife last night when you were talking about being able to live this thing. We went and had dinner last night after the basketball and, um, um, the thing that she had talked about was cause I had been sober before and then we knew each other and then, um, as judgmental as I am now, I was twice as bad before. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, she like, when I, when I got sober this time, she was like, you know, you weren't a very pleasant person the last time, you know? And I was like, she was like, you're sort of a dick. And, um, so she's been with you through all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Through, through all of it. Like from the, God bless from her. the beginning, uh, like on, I think what happened is cause she, she qualifies for a fellowship too. And she saw somebody that was broken and needed fixing. Yeah. Hey, right? hey, look, a little unique <laughs> fixer up for yeah, opportunity. That's right. <laughs> yeah. that's right. Sucka. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, oh. as our friend we were Which talking I, yeah. about before the show, he calls them handlers, right? Yeah. yeah so I had a handler and, yeah. and, um, but like, oh, we were talking about trust and just, you know, this, um, some people we know are getting a divorce and you know, and they're just, they just don't even like each other anymore. And we're just like, you know, how does it get to that? And she was like, you know, the reason why I left the last time is why I had to leave is because any attempt to stay there any longer would have made me so resentful at you mm. that I would just couldn't even stand to see your face pretty much. Yeah. And then we got to talking about it today though. And like the thing that's different, the reason why she's able to, to trust me today is not because I'm going to seven meetings a week and it's not because I'm talking about what I think AA should be. It's because I'm not the same person. It's because I don't lose my temper. It's because I don't roll my eyes. It's because I don't, you know, do those things. You've got some tools now to live with this woman and to honor her. You know what I mean? And it's not always going to be perfect, but you have, again, you've got a toolkit and not everybody around us is going to have that toolkit. And it's so funny. Like you think as soon as you get clean, you know, clean and sober, like that everybody's, everything's going to be right in this world. (laughs) But here's the deal. Like, and I talk about this a lot is like everybody warps around us mm-hmm. like and because i love that warped lives of blameless children be- because i get it like and then everybody like once we get we get well then we like expect it like you know and it's like 60 days i'm feeling awesome <laughs> you guys, right? you know? look, yeah. look at this and like why would they trust that this is going to be any different right. and so it takes a long time for the people around us to really come to believe that this is going to be how we are and, and, you know, and that's where, you know, I think sponsorship comes in is like really guiding us to be these better people. And then sometimes like, I'll be honest, you know, my son and I's relationship took a long time to, um, to, uh, be rectified. Mm-hmm. I thought everything was going to be good. I had been absent for a long time for the first 10 years of his life. I had been neglectful. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, super mom. And he's like, who are you? Back <laughs> off. You know, and it's like, and it, I was, that was a shock to me mm-hmm. that, that, it, that it took time for people to heal. It takes time for people to heal around us because we are so destructive. Absolutely. You I, know? So I remember, uh, although I used to do a 
fair bit of drinking on the lake. And uh, the first time I was going to the lake, it was you would have thought someone died in my family because my family was just terrified and petrified and like, what are you going to do? What is going to happen? Well, you can't go, you know, and it was, I was still new in sobriety. So I'm like, you people need to chill the fuck out. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, oh yeah. I took my son to a a barbecue, a fellowship barbecue. And I looked over and he was sniffing my drink and I was so pissed. (laughs) I was so pissed. But then I'm like, why wouldn't he? Because for the first 10 years of his life, you know, you don't drink mama's pop. You know what I mean? (laughs) Those things gave me so much. That's poison. Triple X, you know. (laughs) But then for him, you know, I was so appalled. But then I'm like, God, that's, he's, you know, talk about that's his life. He Mm -hmm. hasn't been able to ever drink my drink. Yeah, but I was I was so mad. I remember <laughs> yeah. watching him sniff that pop. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. so it's just good clarity to see how to, you know those mm-hmm. moments for me are god shots of yeah. just how much destruction I cause. Even though you're not, not even, even aware there. of it, yeah. and, and you're not, not aware. Even, of it, yeah, I'm know? not aware. They're not there. Ugh. Nobody's going to be harmed, and yet here we are. And I, you know, my family's in turmoil immediately. And oh. and, and what's nice is today, you know. Uh, that's not even a That's thought not even anymore. An issue anymore. Yeah, they're no, proud of me. They're like, oh, "Are you going to the lake? We hope you are. You should send us videos." You know, yep, like exactly. Yeah. So it's you know? just a totally different life. Whereas like, before, they were probably worried about you drowning. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? That yeah. was legit. They yeah. were like, "Our baby's not going to come back from this thing. Absolutely, he's kill himself." Yeah, and I was a destructive drinker. I know, as well. right? So oh, it's just so yeah. terrifying. So it's so am- terrifying. It's amazing to see that transformation in other people's attitudes towards us as a result of the work as well, which is just powerful shit. Yeah, it is. It's the best part of it, I think, is Mm -hmm. like these relationships that you get to recover. And then the ones you get to develop anew, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's not, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the same woman. Like I really look back on that, like broken young little punk rock girl with the vacant eyes and the terrible self-esteem. And, and I'm like, it's like (laughs) another person. And it's a, it's a trip to look back at pictures and stuff to gaze upon her. And I'm like, Oh God, she was just a, as a troubled young woman, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now it's like, I, that's not who I am. Yeah. I'm not that person anymore. I'm a, I'm full fledged. I'm, you know, I was telling somebody the other day not to be arrogant, but I'm a fucking unicorn. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is legit, dude. I'm yeah. living this thing. That's and, so awesome. and that's not, you know, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but you know, I've, I've done a lot of work to become the woman that I am today. Yeah. And I continue to be willing to do the work. And I think that's, um, that's what makes me a unicorn. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. It's yeah. true, though. You have a very warm and like energy, and and then the smile on your face is very warm and accepting. And those pictures I was talking about of you when you were at whatever high school, right after you had a you had a look on your face that said that you would not want to be trifled with. Uh, that's so funny. I, you know, that's the look I gave that girl that poured her beer down me. The other night. You know, I've, I've got a black belt. I'll snap a bitch. You know what I mean? But I was just like. You know, it was hilarious because I was thinking like that. I was like, you know, I could just drop her and everybody just thinks she <laughs> fell over because she was, so awesome. you know, because she's hammered. I guys like sitting there thinking like that. That's hilarious. And then like, be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> be sweet. You were talking about doing a, like taking him, taking your son to a fellowship mm-hmm. event when you first got sober and you guys seem to do that down here, right? Pretty well. Like you, oh, you do, we're, we're known you have, for dancing, Colorado. Yeah, we're dancers. Yeah. That's what, uh, you came up to our thing and you talked and you got there on a Saturday night and then the speaker got down and you were ready there for the no dance. dance. Yeah, There's no like, dance. There's no dance. It was so lame. I'm like, come on, y'all put, <laughs> yeah. on, put on the eight track. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not fun. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, anyway, but so yeah, you do a lot of that. Do you do a lot of that still? Or yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, the groups down here, there's a, a pretty big young, it's, is a university town so there's a contingency of young people but that's what we're known for like 
this town is known for dancing. And mm-hmm. like when we roll up at your convention, you know, you better bring your little game because we have got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a couple of us that are, you know, fancy ourselves, you know, <laughs> expert dancers, you know. But even we went to a, an event, uh, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a potluck and a speaker and it was a dance. And we and it's real fun, especially for young people to, you know, because it is hard. You don't know how to, to move your body when you're not intoxicated. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the lubricant is not there, right. you know, and it's like, oh, no, you can dance and you can look good dancing mm-hmm. and you can you can be just as alluring you know what i mean there's yeah. something dancing is like i don't know it gives you an indication of how you are in bed i think <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty sure at least that's what i'm looking for yeah. uh what <laughs> yeah i said it but uh you know what i mean it's like but for young for you like again for young people we do a lot of that because it's just like no you can be you can do these things mm-hmm. you know and that's a novel idea when you first went to the lake as a sober person when i first went to a show as a sober person is you know it's like those are first and then you're like Oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be intoxicated. And that is a powerful lesson. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. so we do a lot of that around in these parts because we want people to realize that they don't have to, you know? Yeah. Have you ever had any moments where I wouldn't say your fire is out, but it's been dimmed where you've just kind of lost the motivation to be geared towards the fellowship. No, no. I'm going to be real yeah. honest. I'm a weirdo That's... about it. I don't <laughs> like, I, I, if something's not right, then I need to change up my, my meetings. I need to, uh, find out to, you know, do something different. Mm-hmm. And there's, I always tell the story. This is a hilarious story. There was one time I didn't get to go to one of the local conventions. I had something else I had to be at and, and I was irate. Cause I don't like, I don't, I don't like missing shows. I don't like missing. <laughs> and I knew I was going to go back to this meeting. I always went to and everybody, was gonna be all fired up and all happy and, and how great was it where were you and i was like that, that was i remember distinctly i was riding my bike to that meeting and i'm like i don't want to go because they're all gonna be happy and tell me how much fun i missed and where were you and yada yada and sure enough i get there and everybody's like yeah it was great where were you and i'm like god i hate you people and uh and then i got called on and i shared something and and i don't even know what i said but after the meeting a, a person walked up to me a man walked up to me and he goes it was real funny he goes I want to join. <laughs> and whatever I had said to him, like I didn't, that was the one meeting in my whole life that I didn't ever want to go to. Mm-hmm. And whatever I said to that guy was the avenue for him to walk up to me. Wow. And I said, well, here's these dudes, you know what I mean? And I passed him <laughs> off to his crew, you know, but it was just like, it's that to me was like one of those moments. I'm like, you know, you're so goddamn selfish. You know what I mean? Just show up and be, be an agent of light. Right. And that's what I really am real. Like I said this the other night, I was just like, you know, when we were looking at that full moon, it's like that moon is reflecting the brilliance of the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm reflecting the brilliance of this program and of my creator. And that's, I'm real clear on that today. Yeah. I'm not, you know, there's nothing special here. I just happen to be an agent mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a pretty bright agent. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you are. So. We're about, 55 minutes in almost an hour like 57 58 you got any other burning questions you want to fire towards the lane before we call it um i don't think so i just really um that 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 energy that you talked about is the thing that attracts people to you right like we talk about this deal being a about attraction and not promotion and it's just that thing and like sometimes this is where i get disconnected is and i see people and i see people like you and you're just like doing it right you're living it you don't really need to say a whole lot based on the life you're living. And I, and I like appreciate that energy. That's the thing that, um, then, then reflects into me, you know, it's the thing that I want to be a part of. And I'm like, this is, this is the person, you know, like I I have to be me, but when I see like, you know, what kind of energy levels or have, or what kind of, what could I grow towards? It has to be something like what you are. 
And there's like, you know, people talk about that. It's like this passion that I've been gifted is, you know, it's like, it's funny because people say, you know what, you know, you're a great teacher. And I'm like, oh man, you should see me in a recovery meeting. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's where I really get on fire. But it's just like, you know, you have to cultivate that, you know, and it's like, if you're not feeling that, then it's time. It's time to make a change. Mm-hmm. It's time to, to seek out, like do a book study, do something differently, change up your program, do, because I, I want, I want people to be excited. I, this life is such a gift. It is like, I am very, very clear on that today that this is a blessing and I, and I want to be as excited about it every day as I can be. So there has been times where it's like, you know, but I just, I, I, I hear like, if I ever see my, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing like, so-and-so is going to say this and so-and-so is going to say this, like I literally like pray to have like whatever, you know, my creator, like open my heart and just be like, listen differently. Listen with a new set of ears. You know, we talk about a new pair of glasses. It's just like, open your heart to a different message and it's there it's in the same damn meetings i've been in for 17 years you know what i mean it's not but i do i love a visitor i love it when somebody else talks like oh wow you're saying something totally new and they're like it's the same thing you know it's the same thing but but like do challenge yourself and that's something i think is like recovered people is it is like let's find something else that ignites your passion and for me it happens to be it happens to be live music and it like man, it fires me up, man. And I, I come yeah. out of the shows, I'll have like, you know, two hours sleep and walk into a meeting just on fire. And people are like, easy. Yeah, no, nope. Not happening. Nope. Well, I'm still pretty awkward still, just in general. And that kind of energy that you um, have attracts also weirdos. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think, you know, as soon as I get approached by that person, I'm just like, Ugh. well, and that's what's wonderful is like, I can, you know, you can look at the, their squirrels are out there. You see them. They're no. there. Mom squirrels are here. Um, but, uh, you know, in Wyoming, we trap them. That's South. <laughs> we don't eat them, but we definitely kill but the you shit know, out what, of them. But so my deal with that is like, what the beautiful thing about this is like, if I, you know, there are very sick people around us, you know what I mean? There are some weirdos up in this deal and it's just like (laughs) you can be kind and you can put them at arm's length and you have to be like that was an early lesson for me like one time I went to coffee with somebody and about 10 minutes into the coffee I was like oh man this person is not okay this is a sick puppy we got a sick puppy here and it was like that was a very eye-opening experience for me I was like oh wait a minute not everybody is well here but I don't have to let you into my inner sanctum you know I can be kind to you and I can be loving but you don't you don't get to and I have been burned uh, in alcohol you know in this deal I've been burned by some crazy people you know and it's just like it was a lesson I've had to learn that lesson over and over again but it's just like you know just but that's we have intuition to use Mm. look at they're here that's so hilarious that's awesome perfect God showed up what up squirrel (laughs) yeah well, uh, I just want to say thanks. I know Aaron and I, uh, we've had a few different God moments trying to get this thing going where the way it got started is we hadn't talked to each other in a few days and all of a sudden both of us got the same idea that we should start this podcast. And then um, both of us, you know, have been able to navigate through this. And I know early on we were talking about, oh, we want to get Elaine on and uh, we're like, well, that'll be down the road and all of this. And then it just worked out that you're our first guest. So I just, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day. It's my and honor. And I'm so. really excited for y'all. Yeah. And again, I, I got about a million people I'd love to throw in front uh, of hell you. Yeah. I've got some funny <laughs> yeah. people, dude. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. I know. Yeah. I know. So let's do that. Cause okay. this is something I think, you know, we need to see that this life is to be lived. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Elaine. Yeah. Thanks, thanks again. Thanks guys.